I'm Cass. I'm Allie. And this is Biscuits and Broomsticks. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about how we got here, as in both here recording this podcast and here as in like the general Harry Potter fandom. Um, And Allie, you have a much clearer origin story than I do. So you should start this off. Um, Yeah, so I have like an oddly specific explanation of how I got into Harry Potter. So I was super into reading as a, you know very nerdy elementary schooler and my mom was also very into reading and she was like you should read these books this harry potter books because she read the first one like right when it came out in like 1997 um and i was like well my mom told me to read this book so i'm not going to read this book basically and apparently i was like the only child that didn't have friends that were reading harry potter like i had never heard of harry potter outside of my mother so that hmm. didn't it wasn't like, oh, well, everyone's talking about it and my mother's recommending it. It was like just my mother's recommending this book. Right. So right, right, right. I uh, was like, no, thank you. I'm not going to read this. And then also you need to know that my birthday is in July, which is like when all the books came out. Yes. So everyone, like all my friends, all of their parents knew that I was super into reading because that was like my number one personality trait. <laughs> So my, it was the summer before fourth grade and Half-Blood Prince came out on the same exact day as my birthday party. Oh. And so one of my friends' moms like called my mom that morning and asked if I was into Harry Potter and because she was already standing, going to stand in line to buy the book for her daughter. Oh. Um, And was like, should I pick up a second one as like a gift for your daughter? And my mom was like, oh, no, she hasn't read them. Like, thank you. But don't worry about it. Um, Because by Half-Blood Prince, like buying a copy on the day that it was released was like, you know, an ordeal. Yes, yes, yes. So she was like, oh, thanks, whatever. Another friend's mother did not ask my mom and just like (laughs) did it, which was like, and I don't even think her daughter really reads or like read. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think she was just doing it specifically for me, which is extremely nice. Um, So she like stood online that morning, bought the book and that was like my present. So now I open this gift and I'm like, oh, I haven't read, I didn't tell her this, but like, you know, I haven't read this book series. I understood that this was like a big deal that she did this. So now I guess I need to read these books. And my mom already had the first five. And also my mom was ecstatic about this gift, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yes, yes. It's less of a gift for for me. And yeah, she was like, oh my gosh. Now, because, you know, obviously like it was my birthday party. She was busy all morning getting ready, like had no time to go stand on a line. Yeah. But now the gift is just, you know, the book has just been gifted to me. So she's like, oh, this is great news. So she gets to read Half-Blood Prince immediately. And now I have to read these other books. And so that is how I started reading Harry Potter. That's very funny that you, um, that your mom was like the only one telling you to read Harry Potter because like, I don't have the specific, like, this is the date or anything, but the, the Harry Potter books were on a list of recommended reading books, like from one of my teachers. And my mom was kind of like going through the list, trying to figure out which books she was going to get for me 
you know, to just kind of have so I could read. And, and she picked up the, she picked up the first one. Let me think. (laughs) I was trying to see. So we had uh, like one through four, I think in paperback and then five, six and seven in hardback, which was always like my indicator (laughs) of when we got them. But she started reading one and two, I think when, gosh, see, I'm like, I'm not great at this, but she started reading the first two when I think the third one came out. And so she bought the first two and then either we got it from the library or like, I don't think we bought the third one in hardback because I currently don't have the third one in hardback. (laughs) Right. Which, which means she didn't, she didn't buy it then. But um, I didn't start reading them. I don't think until either she bought the paperback third one or the fourth one. But like, I don't, I don't even remember that. What I do know is that Harry Potter ending bookended my high school career. Um, So the last book came out in 2007 and I started high school in 2007 and the last movie came out this summer of 2011 and I had just graduated from high school um and so we like my mom was reading them and so I started reading them but it was never a big deal until the seventh book because I was like I went to a year-round school so I started school in July and when the book came out I was already back in school or I was like about to be back in school or something. And so we actually bought two copies of the seventh book when it first came out because at the grocery store, mind you, it was at like, so I live in Texas and it's like HEB is our grocery store. And they had a stack of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows in the grocery store. I have no idea why, but that's where we bought them. I'm going to out myself that I did what I do still. And Allie's going to scream oh at me. Oh my God. I this, is, again. this is criminal guys. <laughs> this like, I, honestly almost ends our entire friendship. Every time this comes up. Funniest thing. And I still do it all the time. I hate surprises. I hate suspense. I love reading or watching something the second time around, but I will tell you that and and maybe we should have said this at some point but like this is not a spoiler free podcast there, there is no oh, way this can I be mean, a spoiler free I think that's clear it's 2023 if we're right. spoiling Deathly Hallows for you this is not the podcast for you yeah you gotta go um <laughs> well go read the books and then come back let's <laughs> not or if chase like the me, listeners away listen. right if I you're guess like that's me, true just stay and listen and we'll, we'll tell you what happens um oh. but I will say that flipping to the back of I also didn't do that with any other of the Harry Potter books. I didn't, I didn't do that. I just needed to know if Harry lived. But remember that the ending of the Harry Potter books is 17 years later or whatever it is. Is it 17 19, years later? 19, 19 years, years later. later. Oh, I'm so good at this. <laughs> um, and so there's Albus, Severus, and I, I was so confused. <laughs> So I didn't help myself any. All I knew is that, like, that's incredible. Cool, Harry survives something to have has children. Happened. Right, right. Harry survives and has children. And Hermione and Ron confused. are also there. I don't even know if I read all of that. Like, I kind of think I just opened it because I was in the middle of the grocery store. I just flipped it open. <laughs> you didn't even wait. No, you didn't you wait. checked the epilogue while you had, like, before you even purchased the book. 
was aware <laughs> that I didn't want anybody in the grocery store to judge me for doing that. Um, and so, like I said, I very quickly, like, slipped open the book, made sure that Harry was in that last scene and we weren't, like, watching a death scene at the end. Because I didn't know. And confused the living daylights out of myself. If Harry had not been in that epilogue, what would have happened next? Uh, I I would have just sat with, like, a box of tissues next to me while reading the whole time. <laughs> Or potentially, based on what I do now with fan fiction, is I kind of read backwards until I find out what happens. Um, uh. Like, figure out at the point, I was just reading one, and I wasn't, oh, this is going to, like, tangent things, totally, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if Effie was dead, and, uh, like, I really need to just, like, hop to certain, diff- like, chapters like hop forward five or six chapters and make sure that she still exists i don't need to know you have what's to figure going out where the death happens yes so that i can be suitably prepared oh we are so off the deep end we are i know we have gone we have i just this is quite literally how we are all of the time um okay but so that's that's the intro story to like harry potter you want to like pull the train back on the track oh, right. over here yes so you got two copies of deadly hollows my mom and i argued over my copy of, of the one copy we bought and i got lucky because my this is a little bit of tangent my father right. is a very <laughs> much like hands-on does all the things like every weekend we were doing like projects and so my mother had to help my father with some I don't remember which specific project this was (laughs) but like she was like involved in something in the house and like could not sit and read all day so I was like haha I get to read it first because you're busy (laughs) (laughs) well see the thing is is I was going to take the book to school with me Right. And my mom worked at the airport and so she would go to work at like three in the morning when she would be off at like early afternoon I maybe she was like start at four I don't know whatever but like she was gone in the morning and then she would come home early so her thing was like I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna read the book and I was like I'm taking it to school with me no you're not gonna read the book and so we bought two uh my dad did that intentionally to pacify us because he did not want us shouting at each other and oh the goal the rule was that one of them was going to get donated to my uh middle school library now I had just left middle school. So like we, it was a very small school. We, you know, we knew that they could use the copy. Um, we still have both of them. They never got donated. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know why we never donated the second one, but when I moved out of my parents' house, the thing was that I would keep the hardbacks and they would keep the paperbacks and I would replace the hardbacks that I was taking from them um, with paperback copies so that you'd have it all matching right and so then i would buy my own hardbacks because i am on a hunt for um the first editions which is not a problem for the ones that we have in hardback because they are the first editions it's a slightly harder problem for the ones that i did not buy so when i later became involved in the fandom and cared about these things i was very very grateful to my mother for buying the first book in 1997 yes but i also own seven copies of the first book why do you own seven copies of the first book the original 1997 version yeah in high school my mom got me the um philosopher's stone the british version oh gotcha i have the illustrated version yeah i had forgotten about those 
I have it in Hebrew. Oh, interesting. I have the Mina Lima version. I think I have the Slytherin version. And I have all of the soft cover, um, the castle that like lines up on the spines. Yes. But I think I have probably like three copies because I've got the hardback, the paperback at my parents' house, the Polish version. And I think I have one. Well, I technically have one that is a paperback uh, in perfect condition that has been on my list to send my grandfather um, just in case he wants to read it. The man is 93 (laughs) years old. I have no idea if he's going to read it. Um, But he's very intelligent. So I'm going to try to get that in the mail next week so that. I can be like, do you want to read the Harry Potter books? Here's the first one. It's about a boy wizard. You might like it. Um, Never too late. Maybe you'll understand a little bit more of where I'm coming from, which that's the other thing. So like my mom got into the Potter books before I did. um, Same. And then, but she did not get into them as hard as I did, which to be fair, uh, it's a little hard. I kind of fell off the deep end with it. So I don't, you know, I can't do anything casually, but like <laughs> she like last year or something, she went through and listened to all the audiobooks and like it's like I didn't realize she was doing it because if I had been listening to all the audiobooks, uh I wouldn't have shut up about all of the like <laughs> things that I had forgotten happened and she just like casually rolled with it and was like, "Oh yeah, I finished them. They were great." And I was like, "That is not the reaction that I expected. <laughs> That's not exciting. Excited enough. Do you have any? Do you have any movie specific moments? So I am not a movie person, um, oh. really, just in general, and that applies also to the Harry Potter movies. Um, <laughs> but my grandmother bought my mom and I tickets to see Order of the Phoenix and IMAX, and that was a horrific experience. Really, I hated it very much. It was like a really big IMAX. This was not like your movie theater IMAX. This was like um, my grandfather volunteered at a couple like air power museums, like airplane museums. And they had an IMAX, like a real IMAX theater that was like all above my head and like all around oh. the room. Like it was insane for like, you know, planetarium type things. Yes. It was I way, see. way too much. And it was horrible. And I did not like that. But when Deathly Hollows part two came out, it was my same week as my, I believe, 15th birthday, um, if I remember correctly. But it was the same week as my birthday, regardless. I think I was turning 15. And mm-hmm. so my mom let me and my one of my best friends go to the midnight premiere, which was like a big okay. deal. Because I was 15 and like hadn't done all the other ones, including the books like that. This is my first time. And by this point, I was much more interested in the Phantom than I had been previously. So like everyone was talking about their experiences going to midnight premieres and like I wanted to do it. So my mom made me and my friend and like I helped her, but we made like no so capes. And we went and we stood in line for like three hours and her dad like didn't wait with us, but like waited in his car, like in the parking lot and stuff. And so we like went in and he drove us home from the movie and stuff. But I saw the last Harry Potter movie in theaters at midnight. And um, when Molly killed Bellatrix, the whole theater like screamed (laughs) and cheered and it was great. (laughs) So I saw six with one of my best friends at the time and then seven part one. So I had my license. 
I had my driver's license, not a learner's permit. I could legally drive anybody I wanted in my car. Um, but my parents weren't comfortable. And frankly, I wasn't either. I was a very skittish driver in the beginning. It wasn't the being out late. It was the driving home at two in the morning. Um, after yeah. because that was like back when midnight premieres actually happened at midnight yeah, and not like nine thirty like they like they do now. Um, yeah, I saw the fall in our stars at like ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that was the second showing. I missed the early showing. Right, <laughs> and so we, my dad took a couple friends and I, and then seven part two again was the summer after I graduated from high school, and I remembered like. It was one of those things where I was like, I was aware that if I wanted it to happen, I had to do something about it. And I wanted to go to that midnight premiere. And I was like, so I think I put it on Facebook and I was like, I'm going, who's coming with me? I will buy all of our tickets. We'll be together. Like, I'll facilitate it. Um, just like, tell me you're going. I'll buy it. I can collect money from you later. Whatever. And I think there were like 10 of us that ended up going. And we did the, like, we got there at like, I don't know, eight o'clock and we sat in line and we dressed up and we, I have like a picture of us, like two of us are pretending to duel. The friend that had taken me to see six, I don't think he'd ever read the books. And so he didn't know it was coming. And there was some moment where I just remember him, like me knowing it's coming, being like, shocked kind of but not really and him like cackling next to me um <laughs> at my expression and he was like don't you like you read the book you know what's happening and I was like, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter um that same friend ended up taking me to see fantastic beasts part one um because it came out when my mom was um in the hospital like the night my mom got surgery um, and my dad and I were going to be like, cool, she's good. Uh, we're going to go see it. But neither of us wanted to, wanted to attempt to watch a movie. Turns out spending all day in the hospital is draining. Um, yeah, when not, you're just sitting great. there worried. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we got home and he took me to see it, um, a few days later, but also that is the moment when I bought my button maker, that, that trip to to Houston for mom's surgery was the day we left was the day my button maker got delivered. So that just like wraps that whole thing up nicely in a bow. Um, and like, well, so you brought up fantastic beasts. Yes. So when fantastic beasts part one came out, you know, it was a very different time in the fandom <laughs> must preface that very important. Yes. yes this was things were different. It was 2016. So I got to see Fantastic Beasts, and now this is much less cool, but, you know, I went to Carnegie <laughs> Hall, J.K. Rowling was there, she did a Q&A, the cast came out, and it was like this whole big experience, and while I don't, you know, care anymore, but I, right. you know, it was a, it was important then, but it was also the first time that I met my now 10 year long internet best friend who I met on Tumblr. She came from Pennsylvania to New York to go to this event with me. And it was the first time that I had been in like a a fandom place. And it was like, oh, there's Melissa Anelli. And like, oh, we got to meet Kirsten Hippie. And, you know, we ran into like other friends that my friend knew. So it was that first time that I really got to experience that like fandom yeah. thing in real life. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. And it was also cool to see a movie in Carnegie Hall. Like, when when do you get to say that? Right. That's very cool. And, like, I, it was a very different – and that, I guess that is something that we should bring up is that – I guess that probably would have been a good disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> the canon franchise, like, love of Potter situation has evolved. And I think that it's okay – I think that it's okay to have these fond memories of that event, of seeing the movies at midnight. Like, even when Cursed Child came out, like, one of my best friends and I, I drove up to College Station, and her and I went to the Midnight Bookstore event. I also went to the Midnight Book event for Cursed Child, and it was very important to me that I went because I didn't go to a Midnight Book premiere. Right, me neither. And it was it was one of those where I was like, I get to do this now, and it was fun. And I don't regret going, but, like... Yeah, I went with a friend that, like, I definitely didn't know when the books were coming out. And, like, you know, we were both nerd fighters and, like, really found, like, our friendship through Harry Potter later. Where at the same time, I don't remember exactly the timeline, but, like, they ended up working with me on MuggleNet. And, like, you know, so that was something that I got to do with that person that I never would have gotten to do earlier in life. Right. And it was very important to me that I got to like experience that community event. And that's kind of what all of these stories come back to is the community aspect and not so much like the canon aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And because even seeing the movies and like joining the, the Potter fandom and all of that, it doesn't really mean much unless you're, unless you're doing it because like, like we, we want to care. We care how we got here to this moment where like we have, conventions lined up and we've already had one this year that like we saw our friends and we like the people that we care about because of potter this was a convention we were not planning on going to we had never been to before and i honestly don't know that like i think it will be after LeakyCon. i think we'll be still be saying that we liked literary ink more like i think that will be the best weekend of the year yeah, I can't handle how much I enjoyed Literary Inc. And, like, not just because it was such a dang whirlwind. Um, it truly was. Literary Inc. is a book-themed tattoo convention. This past year, the literary theme of choice was Harry Potter. Um, so they had a bunch of vendors uh, and, like guests and and events and stuff like that that were themed around harry potter but it is also a tattoo convention um which was very cool it was really fun telling people about this beforehand like oh yes i'm going to chattanooga tennessee they were like who where yeah for a harry potter (laughs) tattoo convention and then they would look at me and be like um what and i'd be like yeah i don't really know either (laughs) yeah but here we are we're going here we are and great run event truly the best ran Mm -hmm. like the staff was incredible jennifer's amazing amazing oh my god it it was it was so much fun it was so lovely i genuinely like cannot wait to go back next year and the second that i see that vendor applications are open i'm just signing up i'm just not even gonna wait i'm just gonna sign up immediately we have to go every single conversation was meeting a new best friend every single one of them yes and that's again that's the community thing is that it was very much that was like somebody would walk up because i have a shop and that's where we were at the booth (laughs) ali has a shop too um but people would walk up to the booth and it would literally be like hi are we friends 
we are friends now. We are. Um, and there will be people next year that we get to go, like, hang out with again because they are now our friends. And, like, LeagueCon is in Chicago this year. And, again, it's one of those where it's like, yes, the convention is great. All of that is fun. Being a vendor is lovely. I can't wait to go see my friends. Um, I really just... Like, the anxiety right now is not knowing which of the Wizard Rockers are playing, because, like... It's causing some, like, really major anxiety in some of the online spaces that we are in. I... High levels I, of stress. I genuinely need to know. Um, and I also... Yeah, I, I have some concerns. I, I need... I need them to just expand the Wizard Rock show. That would be great. Um, let's just pull in as many people as we can. Okay, so you mentioned your button maker, but before we get into that, let's talk about the community and how we found ourselves kind of in this space and how it went from just like a book on your bookshelf that you read that you like fought to buy at midnight to something that right. actually became pretty much the driving factors of both of our lives. Yeah, because there you're right, there's like there is a a chunk missing there because this doesn't just happen with every book series or whatever that you read. I have a floor to ceiling bookshelf, like yeah. full of books. Then this is not a thing. This is not um, every single book on that shelf. Yeah. Do you wanna take this one first on how you got into yeah, fandom? Sure. Um, I mean, this is definitely a little bit less of a like clear cut thing, but I was in like ninth grade and you know, using like the first time it wasn't even like my laptop, but it was the first time that it wasn't like the the family computer. It was mostly my laptop because I was in high school, you know, starting high school. Right. So like starting to do more schoolwork online. And like, I guess my sister would use the laptop sometimes or like my parents. But it was like the first time that I guess I had that like a little bit more like freedom. And also I was in ninth sure. grade. So it was less it was like, you know, you're kind of transitioning into like the next stage of like life in that way right um and i guess we've kind of mentioned our ages but like so i'm currently 26 and i'm 30 almost just forgot my age <laughs> wow that's good um so i was going into high school in 20 like 10 2011 so kind of in terms of like where the fandom was like that's kind of when all that stuff was really starting to like pick up more like that like kind of golden age of like 2011, yeah. 2012 YouTube kind of, you know, like the whole YouTube space was changing. Right. Um, so I was like on YouTube kind of for the first time. It was like, you know, some of my friends had like more access in like seventh or eighth grade. And like probably I had like heard about the Harry Potter puppet pals, but hadn't really gotten to do it myself. And so I don't know how sure. I found it, but I started watching parody videos so normal songs that people were changing into harry potter lyrics and yes, i remember like that. didn't even like this was you know not wasn't really wizard rock although some of them were by people that were also doing wizard rock but a lot of it was just like random people making videos and making like one-off parodies and i had like a playlist of them and so through that i found a video that is no longer online which is very upsetting it has been privated but oh Christina Horner made a video with her brother, which is like a wild concept. Wild, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was a like basically like a music video to the Moaning Myrtles and then I died. Okay. 
And I was like, what is this song? This is not a parody. Like, I, this is not, you know, this is nothing else. Like, this is just a song about Harry Potter. So then I looked up the Moaning Myrtles. And from there, it just kind of spiraled on YouTube. And, you know, from I, I can't even begin to, like, trace where that went. But right. So did it go wizard rock for you first and then fan fiction? As far as I can remember, yeah, because then I think I was probably looking up parodies and like looking up wizard rock. And then I don't remember how I found fan fiction, but it was I was probably Googling like Harry Potter things after I found out that there was like this other community happening. And I didn't the my the first place I was reading fan fiction was a website called Sink Into Your Eyes. And it was a British website. And it was mostly about Harry and Ginny fan fiction, which if you know anything about me now is maybe the most funny thing in the whole world. Very uncomfy. <laughs> that I was only reading fan fiction about Harry and Ginny. <laughs> that is so wild. I don't even know exactly what to say about that. Yeah, it's wild. That website still exists. I did recently look for it for the only reason I even remember what it's called right now is because I needed it for a TikTok a couple months ago. So I like hunted it down and it does still exist. Um, And then I from there, I'm sure I found fanfiction.net like through something that was like mentioned on Thing Into Your Eyes. And then I made a Tumblr in my sophomore year of high school because my friends were on Tumblr. And so that's kind of the thing, I guess, that like unified all of this was like, you know, learning about like internet culture and fandom by getting really into Tumblr for like three years. Okay. <laughs> See, I made, I just went and looked this up. Um, I made my fanfiction.net account November 18th oh. of 2007. Oh, wow. This is where that age difference really like <laughs> really happens. shows. Also, like my yeah. parents when I was in middle school were like, not like strict, but not like, oh, you know, have the internet. Like I didn't get a phone until I was in ninth grade. I didn't have like those like yeah. elements of like, you know. Oh, so I joined just kind of like to piggyback. You joined in 2007. I joined fanfiction.net on March 22nd, 2011. Oh, wow. Okay. So yes. But that's like four. Is that four five, four years apart? You're the accountant. Four years. <laughs> um, well, I only know that because I started high school in 2007 and I ended in 2011. Okay. So basically you joined your freshman year of high school and I joined my freshman year of high school. Right. Yeah. But I was actually reading. So I definitely started with fan fiction, but I didn't start with. So I started with fan fiction, but not in 2007. I started in middle school and I also started with a website called Quizilla. Okay. Um, which was meant to make quizzes. That is implied by the name, yes. <laughs> it is. And there was a shocking amount of Harry Potter fan fiction on Quizilla. The, you're, the expression on your face is so funny. This is not the first time I've heard of this. Oh, it isn't. I've heard people on like TikTok talk about this, yeah. Okay, but like, as I'm saying it out loud, it I'm realizing insane. like, why did... <laughs> Why did we write fan fiction? Why weren't you on like live journal like everyone else? <laughs> I don't know is the question because I never had a live journal. Yeah, I'm too young for live journal. I like somehow missed that totally. But I yeah, so we had fanfiction.net and what was the other one? Were you reading on MuggleNet ever? I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't either. But there was like there was something else and I'd have to look it up. I mean, there were tons of like little webs, like sink into your eyes is like some random website. Like there were a ton of those. Yeah, I gosh, I don't remember. It was so weird. But like, I definitely started with 
that was just a tangent, but I definitely started with <laughs> like all the um, other ones weren't with fan fiction because when we got high speed internet, my dad plugged the internet this cable insane to into, me. <laughs> into the phone jack and not into the internet jack. And so we did not have high speed internet. We had high speed internet that was routing through the phone line instead of the internet line. Um, and that is what happened through my entire high school career. Yeah, it's important to clarify, like, this was not like a mistake for like a couple of weeks, even. <laughs> this was years mm-hmm. before someone figured this out. <laughs> yes. And, and it was only figured out because a friend of mine who was a very techie human was at my house and was annoyed by the speed of my internet and ran a, an internet speed test and told my dad you i mean this is this kid is 17 years old telling my father like something is definitely uh, you wrong to, you don't have a, like something's gone wrong you need to call your internet provider and my dad dutifully calls the internet <laughs> provider and they're like it's not it's going into your house at the right speed i don't know what's happening and uh so that is wild to me prior to 2012 i did not have high speed internet i could use the internet i could not load a youtube video so like all the way back to like Charlie the Unicorn and uh, Charlie Bit My yeah. Finger. I watched those at a friend's house because that very short video could not load on my computer. I cannot imagine that. Like, <laughs> And I did. So I didn't understand the hype of YouTube for the entirety of high school. That's so funny to me. And so, so I didn't start with, so the very first Wizard Rock YouTube video that I saw was in college in 2012 because one of my best friends was like, hey, you like Harry Potter. Have you seen this? And I was like, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> Literally, have you seen? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like we got high speed internet and I was like, YouTube, I got high speed internet. And I was like, cool. I already don't care about this. <laughs> it's too late. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I have... We, I missed the boat on this one. And so my best friend Megan showed me uh, Tessa Violet or Miki Kitty at the time. Wizard Love. Wizard, Wizard Love, Wizard Love yeah. featuring Hey Hi Hello. Yes. Amazing. And that's when I was like, oh, I my watched gosh. that video more times than I could possibly imagine. I could, I don't know if I could still do it, but I could like quote you the outro of that video where Tessa like loses or doesn't have enough space on her memory card. I still will go Hufflepuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to like figure out where that came from every time I do it. Um, So yes, that is one of those like foundational, this is how I got here. But because of that video, I was like, oh, this is a thing. And that's like a high quality video to start off on, to be clear. I'm aware. I watched Christina Horner in her bedroom (laughs) do like a parody of her friend's song. And you watched maybe one of the highest quality Wizard Rock music videos to ever be made. Yes. Well, and I, I became very aware of that very quickly. <laughs> like, that must have been such like a a jump from like, oh, this is what Wizard Rock is to like, oh, wait a second. This is the quality of Wizard Rock. I think it was mostly that like, because I don't actually remember being like disappointed or anything. I think I, again, I wasn't used to YouTube. <laughs> That's true. So I had no idea what existed. <laughs> this is also why, despite being a, a mega fan, I've never seen a Harry Potter musical. Well, that is because a quality drop was... that is very difficult to watch now. I have tried to show it to my mom and like she she can't get into it. Because I can't 
I can't it get into it. It is honestly hard to watch. The quality is so low and they're in like 10 minute videos and you have yeah. to like go through and then watch the ad at the beginning of every video. Like it's it's an ordeal to watch a very Potter musical in 2023. It's very much of its time. Yeah. And I and I th- a lot of people like kind of assumed that I had seen it and I just never did. And by the time I realized that it was something I should have watched, it was too late for me to watch yeah. it. Because like, and I tried and I was just no, like, it's painful now. I don't understand. Like, I like, I feel like I'm left out of the loop. And I'm, I don't want to hate this in case I can ever like get into it. Like, and I, I can have fi- like figure out what I'm missing. What I'm missing is just what you're missing time. is yeah, I'm like 2011. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, Frankly, I was like that with a lot of a lot of like older YouTube stuff is that I just I was like, well, I I missed it. Like I'm just oops. But so yeah, I was definitely I was definitely fan fiction first and then and then uh YouTube Wizard Rock and then my first LeakyCon um was 2016 in in Burbank technically. Right. I think it was LeakyCon LA, but like it was yeah. Burbank. And this is again where the, the age difference comes in. So I was watching Wizard Rock. I was watching all these YouTubers. I was watching vlogs. Um, a lot of people's who, people whose name I won't mention. Um, because yes. again, this fandom Things has been through a lot. Um, yeah. A lot of those people were some of my favorite YouTubers. And so like they were going to Wizard Rock things and they were going to LeakyCons. And I was watching vlogs. Um, but I was in high school and I think it was 2012 that was in Portland, maybe. I don't remember exactly, but there was like one specifically. No, 2012 was Chicago. 2012 was Chicago, right. Was it, was Portland? Did you go to Portland? No. So Portland was maybe like 2013 or 2014 then. Um, I remember that one in particular, like I really wanted to go to that one, but I live in New York and like, you know, Chicago, LA, Portland, like those are, those are big trips and I couldn't exactly be like hey mom or and also like um VidCon was in LA and I maybe maybe could have tried for playlist because at least that was Florida but like even that was pushing it you know so I would watch all these vlogs in my room and be like when I am old enough I will go and I was literally like at one point I was saving money like so that when I finally got old enough I could afford to go um, like anytime I had change or whatever, like that was going in my like VidCon fund. Oh god! Um, in high school, uh, because I was watching these vlogs and it looked like the greatest thing ever, and I wanted to meet all these people that like felt like my friends. Right. And so NerdCon happened in Boston. NerdCon Nerdfighteria. NerdCon Nerdfighteria. NerdCon Nerdfighteria. Yeah. Nerd, yeah. Yes, it's such a like mouthful to say NerdCon Nerdfighteria. <laughs> So, like, I tend right. to just say NerdCon, but yes, NerdCon Nerdfighteria happened in 2016 or so. I was in college and it was in Boston. And so that's doable. And I had my best one of my best friends went to Harvard. Slight name drop. <laughs> um, and I had already mm-hmm. gone to visit her at school, um, you know, with my friends. Like we took a bus to Boston and my parents were OK with that. And I think I had already gone and visited my other friends at Cornell. I have very smart friends. So NerdCon Nerdfighteria was in 2017? Yeah. So I was like a junior in college, I guess, by then. Um, And it was in Boston. So it was like, oh, yeah, of course I can go to Boston. Like, my parents had no problem with that, you know. 
um, and I could get on a bus and be there in a couple hours and like it was going to be fine. And my friend April, who I already mentioned, but I don't think I said her name, mm-hmm. like she's from Pennsylvania. And so she could also meet me in Boston. And so we met together. You know, we got went together, essentially. And that was our first event. And it was life changing. Plus, I was with my best friend from the Internet for like the second time ever. Right. And it was like, oh, OK, this we're going to need to keep doing this. Right. Well, it's funny that you say that because my first like, well, so like I went to I went to conventions in college, but they were um, like anime conventions that and like I'm not I'm not personally into anime, but like a bunch of my friends in college were and like they were into like the steampunk scene. Yeah. And that is the kind of convention that we had um, in town. Uh, it was like gaming and anime and I'm not into either of those, but I went and the conventions were fun. So I had already had the like convention friend experience, but it was like with my real life right. friends. Right. I think I had gone to BookCon at the Javits Center, but I went with my mom, my sister. <laughs> right. So it's like a convention, but it's a different experience yeah. of a convention. But then in 2015, I went to, and the reason I correct you about NerdCon, Nerd Vicarious, yes. is because I went to NerdCon Stories. <laughs> NerdCon for both Stories years. is much easier to say the whole thing, and NerdCon, Nerd Vicaria is. is a lot of syllables. <laughs> It is. Neither of them are very easy to explain no. to somebody who is not in the community. Um, and I loved NerdCon stories. I will never forgive them for naming it NerdCon. <laughs> yeah. Like, NerdCon, Nerdfighteria makes a lot of sense. It does. Because, like, NerdfighteriaCon doesn't work. Right. NerdfighteriaCon does not make as much sense. I really wish they would have called it StoryCon. Right. Because I think a lot more people would have gone to StoryCon than a NerdCon. Yeah. NerdCon Stories does not work because you lose the stories right. part. But that was, like, one of my absolute favorite conventions because I went in 2015. It was the first convention that I went to. I went by myself. And that was, like, the point where – so I had I had graduated. I was in – I was in under – I mean, I was in grad school. And so I, like – I had the opinion of, now I lived with my parents until I was 26, so I was still living at home, but I was very much like an adult living at my parents' house, um, and they they had, like I have a really great relationship with my parents, but they understood what it was like to having an adult child living at home. Yes. And they did not want me to move out. Yes. Uh, so it wasn't like I was there unwillingly. So basically, I didn't really need to ask permission to go to this convention, but I also didn't want my mom to freak out. Yeah, I should say, like, I don't think I necessarily asked permission to go to NerdCon, Nerdfighteria either, but it was like, I was finally old enough to, like, afford to go by myself. Right. Well, yeah, and, like, NerdCon, I mean, LeakyCon in 2012 was in Chicago, and I have family in Chicago, but I don't have family downtown, right. <laughs> you know, and so... I was I was in college. I was an adult. If I had been living on my own, I and I could have afford you know I could I could have afforded it or I would have made it work. I guess potentially, but like it, it I would have been I wouldn't have had to ask permission. But it was the it was the like this is not worth the battle of one going by myself when I don't know anybody. It's like and I wasn't I don't want to say I wasn't confident enough to make friends, but I didn't know what I was missing right. because again I hadn't been in the right. space. I had like. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I very much knew what I was missing. <laughs> right. Well, and as soon as I, like, so when when NerdCon Stories, when they started talking about it, I was like, I'm going. I am an adult. I, I can rent a hotel room and I can rent a car. Like, I am doing this. You know, and, and I've been flying since I was a child. And it wasn't a big deal. And I at, that, at NerdCon Stories in 2015... Um, and then again, NerdCon Stories in 2016, I met some of my best friends today 
um, still. Like, Andrew, I met him at 20, in 2016. We love Andrew. And Nerdcon Stories. And one of my favorite humans. Uh, and, and, like, there's several friends that I think of, and, like, they're just friends of mine. But if I, like, try to be like, oh, yeah, none of my, like, so many people don't know this person because I met them at a convention. And that is just, like, so in 2015 when I made these friends and I just had such a great experience at NerdCon Stories that I was like, oh, conventions are just part of my life now. That is where we are with this. Um, and, like, it hasn't it hasn't failed me yet. I mean, I'd say it's I worked just, out pretty well. <laughs> pretty well. <laughs> um, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, is a, there is a friendship origin story coming. Yeah, so I went to NerdCon Nerdfighteria, came home, and I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, you know, Nerdfighteria in real life, like that song. <laughs> um, yes. You know, and it was like all these things that I had been watching forever happened, but I was still in college. And so, like, the next LeakyCon was not on the East Coast. I don't remember where 2018 was. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. In Texas, yeah. where you are. But, like... <laughs> that was my, yep, that was the first one I was a vendor you know, at. I, yeah, I graduated college in December 2017. I couldn't right. really afford to, like, go on a plane, buy a convention ticket. I mean, I guess I could have because I was, like, living at home. But, like, you know, I wasn't really at, like, that point yet in my life where I was like, yeah, I'm just going to fly around. Well, and I mean, it's a, it's a three-day convention. So you've, you know, especially getting from New York to Dallas, unless you do that very first flight in the morning like you got to be there the day before yeah. and then that's like hotel rooms are expensive yeah so i nerdcon nerdfighteria i actually stayed at my friend who went to harvard's like college i don't remember if it was a dorm or an apartment at that point but like i stayed with her and my friend april right. drove and she stayed you know we both stayed with my friend but we were staying in you know by harvard and we were driving to the con each day because she drove from pennsylvania so we had her car um, we were not paying for a hotel room because also, like, I don't know that I was really old enough yet to, like, actually book a hotel room. Right, right. <laughs> so now Boston 2019 comes. I am, you know, fully graduated. My job situation was a little bit of a mess, but, like, I had more income and I was also, like, an adult. And yes, I was living at home. I'm still living at home. But again, it was very much, it's very much like an adult parent. You know, my my parents or my mom, I live with my mom knows that like I am an adult you know so it was like okay yeah. I can go to Boston again obviously and I took the bus and April again met me there but we this is kind of a fun story this is very much like an oh this is how the internet works kind of a thing um <laughs> I was supposed to stay with my friend again and because like again we were like I had graduated but I wasn't necessarily up to like paying for hotel rooms and I was still yeah. trying to do this, like, as cheaply as possible because it is three days. And, like, I also know that when I get there, I'm going to spend money on things. By 2019... You left me alone in a convention center. No one should ever leave me alone in a convention <laughs> center. In a, in a situation where I can buy things that I absolutely do not need. Don't do it. By this point, yeah. I had also, I should say, been to Comic-Con 2018... And I also went to Comic-Con 2019, and I can't remember if that was... I went to three conventions in a row. I went to a very small convention upstate in Binghamton, like a local Comic-Con. 
Um, I went to Comic-Con and I went to LeeCon and those were three weekends in a row and I can't remember which order they went to. But I had already been to like, at, you know, Comic-Con, whatever. So it was like, okay, yes, I'm definitely going. We're definitely going to LeeCon. This is my first LeeCon. It was a big deal. And I was supposed to stay with my friend, but she was actually coming home to New York for the weekend and we couldn't stay with her. And we found this out like a couple weeks beforehand because I like waited to ask her and she didn't know what her plans were and whatever. And so then we had to find a hotel room very last minute. And we oh, no. found went on Twitter and we just asked if anyone had room in their hotel room. And we found two girls that had room in their hotel room. And um, April is very close with Lori Earl, Esther Earl's mom. And yeah. Lori followed one of the girls that had this hotel room. And so we were like, well, if Lori follows her, it's fine. And we stayed with these two girls, Jenna and Maggie. And we had the best weekend, the whole weekend. Uh, Maggie and I went like to a bunch of con uh, panels together. She actually took me to Wizard Rock Cafe, which was not originally on my like list of things to do because- Oh my god! Because the panel schedule for Boston got all messed up. I had all my panels picked out because I was so excited. Like this is my, I've been to NerdCon, but like this is my first LeeCon, right? So like the panel schedule comes out. Yeah. I like mark all the things. I have the app. I'm so excited. Like two days before the entire schedule changes and oh everything got moved around. There was some sort of major problem. I don't know. The whole schedule was different. So like things that I had already been planning on going to at different times were now at the same time. And I ended up ditching two different things that I was going to do. And I went to Wizard Rock Cafe and it was like, oh, this is what conventions are about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I am definitely still very good friends with Jenna. So that could not Love have Jenna. worked out better. And like, <laughs> no, that was excellent. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit <laughs> and, you know, right. things were different. But I had already bought my tickets for LeakyCon 2020 before the yes. pandemic like it was like i came home from boston 2019 in october and bought Le uh leaky con 2020 tickets like i think tickets prices were going up like january 2nd or something and i bought them january 1st like literally like less than three months later it was like of course i'm going to this i'm old enough i don't care where it is it was actually in orlando so it was like of course i can go to orlando yes. like but no questions about it. I was going to every league con forever. Right. So this is a little bit of like the 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 slight age difference is just yeah. enough for that there are some issues because the reason I didn't go to NerdCon Nerdfighteria is that it was February of 2017, and that was tax season right. for my first job, and I am an accountant, <laughs> and so I could not go to I couldn't go in the middle right. of tax season, to, and I was very upset about it. I had gone to, I went to NerdCon Stories in 2015, and then I went to NerdCon Stories in 2016. The next weekend was LeakyCon in That's Burbank. terrible scheduling. Yes. It would have been a problem if I had had a job. Yes. But I did not. My job was mom sitting. Um, right. My mom had cancer, and she is fine now. But I was lucky enough and able to graduate in May of 2016 and then not go to work until January of 2017, um, which gave me the opportunity to, like, take care of my mom, but also do the things right. that happened to be in 2016. Right. Yeah. Um, Similarly, in 2018, when I w went to those three cons in a row, I graduated with a degree that I do not use. And so finding a job was a massive struggle 
And so there was a little right. bit of a time where I wasn't working and then I was doing part-time jobs and like internships and things. And so I was able to make those jobs work where I was able to go to those three cons in a row in October. Right. And then I went to PodCon um, in December of 2017. Right. Which was another one of those where I, like, I went and I volunteered. So that's that's where I was going with that, is I went to LeakyCon 2016 as an attendee. I volunteered at PodCon. Didn't go to any of the panels. <laughs> um, volunteered with several of my friends that, like, several of my friends that went to, including Andrew. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> that... Of course, yeah. We all, like, volunteered. Some of them went to the convention, but we still got that, like, community aspect. And I was like, I'm just going to go volunteer at every convention. Um, that, And then before the next VidCon, they sold VidCon and stopped doing volunteers. Right. Um, and so then when they announced – so LeakyCon 2017 was international. Um, and again, job, I could not go do that. But when they announced that LeakyCon – 2018 was in Dallas while I am in Corpus Christi. And so it is an eight-hour drive, but a one-hour plane ride. And I texted the friend who I went to the, again, this is like full circle, to the Cursed Child book night, book premiere yep. night, book release yeah, night, whatever premiere it's earlier, And I was like, that's definitely not right. <laughs> that's not it. I texted her and I was like, oh my God, we should go because it's so close. And she actually lives closer. Um, it's a like a three-hour drive for her. And she was like, um, we should go be vendors. And I was like, oh, duh. I have a small business. She has a small business. Let's go. Right. So, so we applied to be vendors. You got your button maker in 2016. I did. So, And then you started your shop. Like, let's back up for a second here. So I got my button maker um, in November of 2016 and opened my shop, like, I don't know, whenever we got back home. Like, it was delivered the day that we left to take my mom to get surgery. Um, and so it was sitting outside my house for like two days. <laughs> um, and so we got home and I opened my shop. And then. And since I guess Cassidy won't do it, her shop is called Whimsy and Zest. Look it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, whim- it's Whimsy and Zest. Um, and that's. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just. I was like, I have a button maker. I wanted to make buttons. I didn't really think that far into it I guess I would have potentially done the vendor thing if I had if LeakyCon 2017 hadn't been international right but I didn't even consider like trying to be a vendor like that's a big step as someone who is not a vendor and like you know (laughs) would maybe like to be or whatever like I'm not totally sure what that looks like in my future or whatever but like having being able to like pay for a table being able to right. like justify that cost, being able to have inventory to fill a table and the commitment yes. of like, now I am at this convention and I basically cannot do anything else while I'm here. Like that's right. a big step. Well, that, yeah. And I, because I had gone to LeakyCon in 2016 as an attendee, I was able to realize that I enjoyed the panels were good. I don't want to discount the panels. The panels were good. There were some awesome guests. I still want to, like, I they probably won't, but, like, if they could bring back the guests that they had in 2016, uh, that would be wonderful, and I would like a recording of the whole thing. Um, I have so many more questions than I did in 2016. <laughs> but I found out that, like, the friends that I made 
like the the good time that I had was with the people, not so much the event. Right. And that's like a me thing. That's a that's a thing that I need to know about myself, and that's why I was able to volunteer at conventions and, and have an excellent time. Um, so I was like, okay, so like I can I can be that person where I don't necessarily go to the panels. I I go and I talk to the people, but I didn't do it on my own that first year. I shared with two girls, um, one of my best friends, and then her roommate. Um, and so I was able to meet people and like ask, how do I make the jump from sharing a booth with somebody to being on my own? Oh my gosh, this is terrifying. This is several hundred right. dollars <laughs> and a three-day booth commitment. And the only reason that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to share a booth is because I sell buttons. <laughs> I sell pin back buttons. They are very small and there is a lot of them. And the lovely girls that I was selling with uh, did crocheted and knitted items and buttons just get lost. There's, there's nothing against them. I love their stuff, but buttons get lost. It's also, it's confusing to like go up it to confusing. a table. Yes. Which is funny because you have 10,000 things now, but like, but they all fall within like the same type of materials, the same kind of styles, whatever, right? It's confusing yeah. when you come up to a booth and it's like, crocheted items and buttons and like this and like you don't really know like what you're walking up to or like what to expect and so it's like almost like oh well I don't really want to go up there or like I don't know how to like shop this right you shop you and and the booth setup is very different for somebody who's walking into a to to like crocheted scarves and hats and like they're they were good scarves and hats I mean I'm not like again worth the money right but the price but you, point is you, different the price point was very different and also like they had these very cute like uh crocheted animals and again like it's just a different market and so we like i didn't it wasn't that i didn't want to share with my friends it was that i wasn't selling something that was really really compatible with them right the branding was um, you were having a branding problem and so the next year in 2019 um we did Dallas again. Right, because in 2019, they had two leaky cons for their anniversary. Yes. And again, my job was a problem because uh, leaky con... Boston? Boston was in October. was October, but it was the week... It was the weekend of October 15th, which is a another tax deadline. And I was supposed to be, again, at a CPA firm that weekend, and I wouldn't have been able to go... But I ended up getting a new job, and when I got my new job, um, I said in the interview, I was like, look, I know that it's not really normal uh, to talk about days off in an interview, but I have, and I'm sitting here being like, I'm an accountant. This is a healthcare company. How do I be like, yo, I'm a vendor at a Harry Potter convention. (laughs) Um, But I mostly just did that. Like, I had gotten a really good vibe from that. I ended up getting the job, so like, it was fine. But I was like, I, in like three weeks, or like like two weeks after I start this job, I need to be gone for several days because I am a vendor at a convention. But I hadn't necessarily planned on saying that. It was just like something that popped in my head in the middle of this interview when I was like, oh gosh, I need to get this. I, we need to establish yeah. this. Um, and so I, had, I was asking about the summer con, but I... I had already discounted the October convention because I already wasn't going to that one. But I should have said, I have two conventions that I'm doing, you know. Um, But I ended up buying my house that same weekend anyway, so it didn't quite matter. (laughs) 
or I ended up buying my house the, the like Tuesday after that weekend, whatever. It would have been it would have been very stressful for me to to go to that yes convention as a vendor. Um, and basically, then I just haven't stopped being a vendor. Right. Well, and then a pandemic happened, and we didn't have cons and, for two years. A, oh yes. <laughs> Right, but I I had already applied for and been accepted to both Orlando, uh, Orlando and Denver, and Denver yeah. <laughs> in 2020, which became 2022. Right. So all of my friends who were friends with me from 2019 to 2022 got, okay, we're planning for 2020. Immediately <laughs> when they postponed 2020, I was like, so we're now we have to rethink. And the friend that had formerly helped me with LeakyCon, who doesn't help me anymore, obviously, um, was literally like, I thought we were going to get a break from this. And I was like, I am always thinking about LeakyCon. Yes, literally like, always. It just, it just lives in my brain. And um, now Allie helps me. Yes. With- so I guess <laughs> we should kind of, you know, uh, wrap up the story with the end yeah. of the story. Right. The, the, the quite literally the how we yeah. got here. So <laughs> um so Orlando finally happens. And yes. um I am not good at making responsible choices during conventions. Um I have with purchases. Just, yes, yes, with purchases. Purchase. Very great point. Purchases only. That's like the only thing I am irresponsible about. And really, there's a lot of worse choices to be irresponsible about. So I think it's okay. Yes. And I also go to conventions understanding that's about myself. And like, I understand <laughs> that I'm about to spend a lot of money. And I think as long as you're like aware of it, like it, it's all okay. You know, right. the stacks of art that's just like sitting around my room probably, you know, would disagree. But whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, So I established early on in my like interest in fandom and especially once I started going to Comic-Con like I cannot buy every t-shirt that I see because like they're more expensive what do you you can only wear some I mean to be clear I have many 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 graphic tees but like you know I don't want to talk about every single one of them you know and so early on it was like oh you know what I can collect buttons and pins because you know i mean to be clear pins can get very expensive but for the most part like they are reasonably priced and i also just don't buy pins over a certain price except if it's something like really special or something like that but for the most part like i'm never gonna just like accidentally be like oh i bought a 70 dollar pin like i i just don't buy those so this puts me in like generally picking up things that are you know lower priced and I can display without needing shelves because I buy a lot of books (laughs) so like you know devoting space to figurines that have to sit somewhere is not going to work but buttons and pins I can display and Cassidy makes buttons Mm -hmm. and pins so it's Orlando and I am walking around the convention center um, Friday morning because so I went to Boston in 2019 and now it's two years later and my one friend who I'd gone with wasn't with me. Um, Jenna always volunteers and so I was kind of by myself for the la- first couple hours of the con because like I didn't really have anyone that I was like specifically friends with and it wasn't like I had time to make friends yet. 
Right, because it was the, first, it was the first, first thing. So, like, I had morning. seen Jenna. I had said hi to her, but she was busy. Um, I said hi to Brian and Jill. And then, like, they were vending, you know. So I was kind of walking around by myself. And I just started to kind of, like, buy a bunch of things, which is not great. But, like, things that I knew I would want. Um, and I just had, like, some time to do it. And then I get to Cassidy's table. And <laughs> Cassidy's table is just full of buttons. Here's the thing you have to know about the, about my booth is that um, if you've ever seen my booth, you're laughing right now, but um, or potentially cringing, <laughs> or both, or both. I in Orlando, I have I have never done the same booth setup ever, twice, um, and I have been trying. I have finally settled on the way to to, to display the buttons, um, but they had never happened like that before. So. In Orlando, I had um, a friend of mine and a friend and her friend, um, Callie and Holly. They run Book and Bottle podcast. Highly recommend you go listen to it. It's lovely. Um, no children should listen to that podcast. Um, but so they were helping me, um, and the the boot the table wrapped around. So it was like a table at the very front of the booth, and then one kind of on the side, so you could walk into the booth along the right. side. Right. So. Basically, you had an extra table because they were from the area and they could bring yes. it. That was yes. the point. And so you were able to that make a right there. angle with your tables, essentially. Yes. So I had more space I'm than I would have if L. it would have just been. <laughs> yes. Um, and I was by myself at the booth that morning. The girls didn't show up until a little bit later, um, which was fine. But it. It's overwhelming. It, there was a there was a lot happening. Also, if you've never been to a LeakyCon, um, or you go to the panels in the beginning of LeakyCon, people line up outside the vendor hall in the morning. So when doors open to the vendor room, there is literally a flood of people walking in. Um, so it and I don't remember if you were in the in that. Flood. I went to opening ceremonies because I was like by myself. So right. I was like, I don't really care about opening ceremonies. But I might as well go, like, sit and, like, partake in them because what else am what else I doing? Am I right. It is so foreign to me that you went to opening ceremonies. Oh, and- I sat there being like, why am I here? But also being like, I don't have anywhere else to be. Right. So why not? Like, it was, yeah. <laughs> right. So I had already, I guess my point with that is, like, Doors open, flood of humans. I am immediately like, this is amazing, but this is pure chaos. And the other thing that you need to know about me is that I will talk to everyone, but sometimes I will remember a face and not a name. And sometimes I will be like, I've never seen you before in my life. Oh, we spoke yesterday. Just kidding. And sometimes she will talk to two people that really don't look anything alike, but happen to like maybe sort of be the same height-ish and not know which one's which. (laughs) And I have also done that. Yes. So I go up to the So it's all just. And there's just buttons everywhere. And so if you were like, Cassidy did not go to Boston because she went to Dallas. So I've never seen her shop before. So, like, I had never, because, like, you know, there's some people you see again and again, um, you know, Colorful Geek, like, I would see her at Comic-Con and Leaky, and it would be like, okay, well, what's different, whatever. Like, I kind of know what I'm going into. I follow them on Instagram, whatever. I had never heard of Whimsy and Zest before. It just, like, never came across my pages, and we had never been at the same convention. So, I'm like, 
buttons. <laughs> and and quite literally, when Allie says like buttons everywhere, they are in like trays, like like eighteen to a eighteen to a container, uh, like jewelry organizer trays, kind of. I don't remember exactly. They're like they're just like storage organizers, but they're there's just a lot. There of are them. like. Oh, there's a lot of and them. And there's so many to look like. It's not like, oh, there's a couple enamel pins and they're like up on a board. Very pretty. This is all like down in on a table and you have to like touch them and look at them. And all of the buttons are like sorted by like they're 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 separated. It's not like a bowl of buttons sitting Thank on the table. There are there are like over 150 different designs. Yeah. On this table. So like I. <laughs> I cannot overstate the amount of and buttons. Then, it is embarrassing. And then there's a, a price thing, too, where it's like, you know, if you buy one button, if you buy three buttons, it's, if you buy, you know. Right. So now I'm like, okay, there's a lot of buttons. And I also have to decide how many buttons I am picking out. And it's not just buttons. It's like buttons and stickers and enamel pins. And and now there's even more. But like, so there's just a bunch of things. And so I don't even think we really spoke Except I don't for me being like, hi, there's a ton of things on this table. I'm very excited. And also, I will be here forever because I cannot make a right. decision to save my life. And I'm obsessed with every single one of these designs. And I cannot buy and every single one of these designs. <laughs> Except now you have most of well, the designs. Yes, but I didn't know you yet. <laughs> sure. I still tried to buy buttons mm. at Denver, to be clear. You you did try. Valiant effort. Um, you also ordered from me online, and I that did. went about as well. I My thing is always, like, there was always a bunch of people at my booth. And so, like, Allie could just, like, walk around, and she would be, like, getting out of people's way and moving around and trading spaces with people. Yeah, yeah. I was fully like, oh, I'm so sorry you go in front of me. Like, I'll be here forever. Don't worry about me. I'll just move into a corner. It's fine. And so where, all, where we're going with all of this is I was aware of Allie's existence, and she was aware of mine. We did not know each other before. Yeah. That was, that was it. it. I just bought stuff from her, but it just took me a really, really long time to buy something from her. Right. And so fast forward to the Wizard Rock concert the that night. The best part of the weekend every year. Best part of the weekend. Um, the girls that I'm that are hanging out with me are not there yet, uh, which in their defense, uh, we were going out afterwards and also, Wizard Rock was new to them. It's yeah. not like they were like, yes, I have to be there when right. this starts. Like, and you know, totally I went fine. down with Jenna, who I was rooming with. Um, but she either was helping them sell stuff because the Wizard Rock artists sell their merch and their CDs and stuff for, in the concert. Or she was just like hanging out over there. She's not really like a go stand in the crowd kind of a person. So she'll either like sit in the chairs or she'll help sell or whatever. And that's totally fine. So I was also in the concert by myself. Right. And so there's one set and then a pause. And I think then another set and then a pause. And that's when I like looked around the room. And I do. I did this sweep to see if I knew anybody. Because, again, I'm standing by myself. I'm like, all right, I would like to not stand by myself all night. Um, I look around the room, glance at Allie, and I'm like, yep, know her. And then I keep going and then think, no, I don't. And I look back and I'm like, I don't, I don't know this girl, but I know her, but I – hold on. And so as I'm, like, processing why she looks familiar – I realized that I've kind of been staring for a, a little bit longer than, and like I also like did a double take. And so then I realized like, oh no, she was just in my booth forever. 
Um, cool. And then I immediately think like, well, one, I'm going to go make a friend. Uh, two, I need to clarify just in case she's a little weirded out why I like swept the room and then went back. I have no idea if you even <laughs> noticed. A, I had no idea that this was happening. Did not even, like, if I saw you glance at me, it was not enough to, like, register something in any way, shape, or form. There was nothing to be weird about. <laughs> right. I had the brain cell at that yes, point. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I walk up, and I literally was like, uh, I just like swept the room, thought I knew you, uh, realized that I don't actually know you because um, you, but I recognized you because you bought buttons in my booth and I thought that was funny. Hi, hello. Um, and the thing that you have to know about LeakyCon name badges <laughs> is that they are printed on both sides. Yes, which is great. Most people only because it's like great. they spin around and whatever. But when you're you when you register. When you go and you get your badge, they like hand you a Sharpie, but it's like Friday morning. I'm like, no one ever really remembers or like thinks to put their names on both sides because you think, oh, I'm going to put it on one side and then I'm going to put it on and it's going to be fine. And you're like not even almost remembering that there's two sides to it. And also you're standing at the registration desk. Like there's a line of people behind you. Right, right. It's not like you can. I mean, they, you've got you've got to like keep moving. Um, but I didn't get my badge at a re- registration booth. I got my badge at my vendor yes. booth the day before. And I think your so I wrote my name. Tried to read my badge to find out my name when they got yes. there. Yes, well that was yeah. later. But I also did the like oh, glance yeah. down at your yeah. badge and then was basically like, "Hi, I'm Cassie." Because apparently um, mine had flipped around and I didn't realize it. <laughs> Right, and mine hadn't. It might have, but I had my name on both sides. Right, and so we decide to stand next to each other and enjoy the concert um, because we're friends now. Um, Callie and Holly show up. That's when they are like, "I don't know your name, Um, hello," but don't know your name. And and then I'm like, Allie mentions, "Yeah, I didn't put it on both sides, but like, I don't have a sharpie, so like." Oh, well, like, this has come up a couple times today, but no way to solve it. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, jokingly, like, oh, if you want to come back by the booth, like, I have a Sharpie. And it was only jokingly because, like, you knew that I had yeah. a booth. Like, come back by the booth. You know where I am. Whatever. Uh, you can find me. Um, so we have a whole moment of at the, at the concert. Because the first concert post-pandemic. Like, this is the moment we've all been for, waiting yeah. for. So amazing. Um, and we have like parallel enjoyed, we've enjoyed things like parallel to each other. Just never. The only reason that like we didn't meet each other prior was like, you went to, uh, to Dallas. I went to Boston. You went to stories. I went to Nerdfighteria. Like we were close, but never (laughs) overlapped. Right. And so we got to like have this moment. And again, my friends are there, but they're not really, really into that scene. They're like, what is going on? enjoying it, but... (laughs) Yeah, but Allie and I are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> Screaming every lyric. Um, so much fun. And then... The next day, I came by your booth. I, yeah. I went out with... Yeah, you went out. I went back with Jenna, yeah. whatever. I think we were hanging out with Brian. Um, you know, like, we yeah. just didn't even... Like, there was nothing else to do. The it concert ended. The experience right. was done. Yeah. Until the next day, when I actually did come by for a Sharpie. Right. <laughs> and I did have a problem that I needed to solve. And I did have a Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. 
And then like we chatted a little bit more then and just like throughout the weekend, whenever I would pass your booth or whatever, like wave. And then I think I invited you to the jam Saturday night, but you were like, oh, because we had already followed each other on Instagram, I guess, by then. We followed each other on Instagram and you had posted a story about it. And I had known about it because I'm also friends with Brian and Jill. And so again, separately, I am friends with Brian (laughs) and Jill. And I knew about it, but I... And was already tired. Fair. And had to be up very early the next morning. To be clear, um, our friendship has ruined your con sleeping. My, yes. Yes. Any chance that I had. I think of, you were making responsible decisions before me. I mean, slightly more responsible, but not all of my decisions in Dallas were uh, were smart. But at least I knew enough where I was like, I can't go out both yeah. Friday night there and be up super late Saturday. What of a sleep schedule before me. Yes. And now. There just isn't because, so you had posted about the jam and I messaged you and I was like, oh my gosh, like I am so jealous. Like I wish I was there. And you, I think said something about like, I was going to. Oh yeah, I think that's what I was going to invite you, but like knew that you were probably tired and was like, I didn't want to like put that pressure on you. Like we just became friends. Like, yeah. Right. And like I had gone to the ball and right. so the ball ended at like 1030 or 11 or something. So it was already kind of late and I had thought at the ball and I just danced up a storm and, and I had thought like, oh, I wonder if Allie's here, like I should message her and see. But again, it was that like, we just yeah. became friends. I don't want to be like, where are you? Are you like, and also I had no idea of like what you're doing. Right. Is it going to be weird to be like, hello, are you should be at this thing that I'm at and like yeah. you're not here but I don't know if you're not here on purpose or if you're not here because you don't want to be or right like both uh, of us were like we don't want to like put this pressure to like come hang out when we don't really know each other right um which is so funny so just to be clear that was the end of July yes. 2022 yes. <laughs> Um, and then on Sunday, so, I tried to say goodbye to you and you were already in your room. Like I because I walked around the convention hall at the end of the day, like when when they were like kicking everyone who were vendors out, like to say goodbye to a couple of people. And you were like on my list of people to say goodbye to. But you were not in the room when I did that. So I like to talk to yes, your friends me- and they were like, oh, yeah, she's insert place here. Actually, I think I was at Brian and Jill's booth when you were at my Maybe, booth. Yeah. And but we ended up missing each other and I didn't see you. So then I texted you and was like, hey, just want to say goodbye, whatever. And you were like packing and I went to dinner and we just like didn't see each other again. Yeah, because Callie and Holly drove home that night. So I was on my own, but I had a like flight the next morning. And it was one of those where I was like, again, I have to make responsible decisions because we aren't friends yet. We're right. We were, there was no like obligation to like make it work because we just met. But I was just like, oh, right. I miss saying goodbye to you. Like just wanted to like let you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. Bye. See you later. Have fun. Whatever. And at that point, I hadn't decided officially that I was going to Denver and you were pretty much saying you weren't right. going I to was Denver. not going to Denver because I went to L.A., the Tuesday I had already if they were not if the flights were not booked in Orlando like when we were at Orlando if the flights were not booked yet everything was pretty much planned I was going to LA with my best friend who's a nurse and so like her PTO has to be planned out like months and months ahead of time so she already had it on the calendar we were going to Disneyland we had the date for that planned out too like you know there were things that were already like officially in place this vacation could not be moved in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. um and I might have already even put in my PTO just because I had the dates and they were not moving we were also going for my best friend who's a nurse's sister's birthday 
and we were going to be there on her actual birthday again not movable like (laughs) so this trip was booked nothing was happening and i was leaving on tuesday and like to get home from denver i would be flying home on monday that's right crazy (laughs) and also i didn't have a ticket like prices had already gone up and I was going to L.A. Yeah. and L.A. is expensive. I wasn't paying for a hotel room because I was staying with, a, you know, in, in our friend's apartment. But like we were doing a yeah. full we were doing one day in Disneyland with a park hopper pass and all the other things like this was an expensive trip. So like it was just too much. And I was not going to Denver. And I was really sad about right. it because in Orlando, unlike in Boston, when I went with my friend April and like I made a lot of friends, but I didn't feel like, oh, I'm going to like miss out on a lot of stuff. Um, at Orlando, it was like everyone's going to be back together in like three months. Also, because Boston happened after Dallas. So it was like the other way around. Yeah. But Orlando happened first in 2022. And so it was like in three months, all of these people that I just had an incredible time with are going to be back together again. But I can't go. Well, and we keep referencing Brian and Jill. Jill owns Midnight House Elves and Brian is in Draco and the Mountain right. I had just found out in Orlando, I had found out, I found out that Draco and the Malfoys was performing in Denver. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, okay. I like, and then FOMO said in real hard. And I was like, am I, I told myself I wasn't going to miss another LeakyCon. And you were already accepted. And here I am. I was yeah. already accepted. Um, I just hadn't right. paid for it because I, I didn't know if I could go back in 2020. Yes. And <laughs> so I hadn't paid for it in 2019. Right. <laughs> And Which then the great. world fell yeah. apart. And then this way you could decide right. if it was going to be worth it. Right. And so once I decided that, I was like, okay, well, I said I wasn't going to miss another one. And my job schedule is such where I can go now. Um, I'm going to go. And a friend was going to come with me. It became impractical. And then I had my friend Andrew, who I have mentioned repeatedly. And um, we will continue forever like and ever to mention Andrew. Love Andrew. Um, as like a, he'd been kind of on the fence with me since 2020 because his family is in Denver, um, or right outside of Denver. And so back in 2019, I was like, Hey, you want to come to a convention with me? (laughs) Andrew, to be clear, has never read or watched Harry Potter, um, which is incredible. its, Its own kind of hilarity. So anyway, so I had said like, okay, well, Andrew's coming with me, but Andrew's also like unsure on some of the like start and like when he's going to get there when he's going to leave what what the deal is and so we find out i don't think right away but we find out that draco and the malfoys is doing a launch right that came after an album release but it wasn't even that that actually made me go so first of all even originally like pretty early on we were just like going back and forth on like some instagram dms or whatever and you were saying like oh you know i don't know if anyone's coming blah 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 i can get you a ticket for you know a vendor ticket to help me out and also it'll be cheaper and so it was like okay because one of the biggest things for me was just like cost like I was just in Orlando I'm going to LA I can't really and then by this point like you know econ tickets are like full price like I can't really pay whatever it was going to be plus the hotel and everything and so you were saying well if you want to come you know I need somebody to help me out and you can pay the you know the the cheaper price the vendor price and I was like, okay, great. Like, that's, let me think about it. Because I also just knew it was going to be yeah. a lot to do. I had to figure out my work PTO because I was going to have to add days and all these other things. Right. And then flights and, you know. 
But then Draco and the Malfoys are doing an album launch party. Mm -hmm. And like, when is the last time Brian released new Draco music? I don't know off top my head. Like, it would have been a while. And more and not more importantly, because I love Brian and Bradley very, very much. I forgot about this. But in some ways, more importantly, the previously retired Whomping Willows are doing a performance at LeakyCon. Yes. That was like... And they announced that like a month before. Yeah. And we were like screaming back and forth in DMs on Instagram. Um, And this is like right as my previous plans are falling apart. And I'm like, I have to, like, I have to either get Andrew locked in to be there the whole time or I need other help. And so for me, it very much becomes like, not just a like, now I have a hotel space. Right. Also. Like, that's the other thing. It was like, you know, and now I have to figure out a hotel and do this because Jenna was going, but she was going with her mom. So they were like, I wasn't going to room with Jenna and her mom because that's just like a little right. bit too much going on there. Um, yeah. And that's okay. But like, you know, it's like that I would have had to figure that out. And like, I wasn't going to pay full price for a hotel by myself. So I'd have to figure out who was still going and who would had room or whatever. Because it turned out that a lot of the right. girls that I met and became friends with in Orlando didn't go to Denver, but I didn't know that at the time. So I would have had to like try to scramble to find room because Cassidy, you know, had her hotel was like full basically. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, previously I had like I had had plans and it was just one of those where I was like, well, I can get you like I can if you if you agree to help me, I can get you a vendor badge. But like I can't I can't make the whole thing work. And then suddenly like uh, to quote Taylor Swift, like the dominoes are cascading in a line. Oh, my God. Um, I know. I did. That I know. Um, but it's like, OK, Allie absolutely wants to go. Yeah. Suddenly I can I can make this work a lot better. By the time I can I can help Matt's concert was announced or Matt's appearance at the Wizard of concert was announced, the FOMO had truly set in for me that was like, I do not know how I can have a like how I can be okay knowing that Lincoln Con is going on and I am not there. Like I literally mm-hmm. do not think I will like that is not an option anymore. And Cassidy and I are talking more right. frequently, just like back and forth. And like everything is falling into place. And it's also like I literally there's no way that I can. This was kept what I kept saying over and over and over again. I was saying I cannot imagine all of my friends in a room singing House of Awesome and I am home. It's literally right. not an option. Not an option at all. Ironically. Um, and so Matt did not sing that song. <laughs> he didn't. We, did we sing it? at? Yeah, we um, sang it at the jam. The jam? Yeah. Okay. So or still cafe. Got to do it it was like, definitely saying, but it was not Matt. Okay. <laughs> it was not the concert moment right. that I had been picturing in my head. But that's okay. It didn't need to be. I love Matt's show. And I more importantly, my favorite part of the Wizard Rock concert was Bradley's Margaritaville event. So amazing. <laughs> I like I cannot explain how much I just need that concert to last longer. Yeah. Well, like, if they hadn't knocked over the whole stage, it would have. <laughs> right, that's that's fair. Um, but it was so good and like it was such a cool side to Drake One. Yeah, it was great. Of like it was amazing. This is what they, it was so much fun. But so well, we got to be there. Yes. And like right. so also <laughs> Just to kick off the, like, terrible sleep schedule, 
Allie flew, I flew in Thursday morning for right. setup. So I had to make this work because I was leaving for LA on right. Tuesday and I had, I had already taken off a full week for LA, Tuesday to Tuesday, like, you know, and we were flying yeah. on Tuesdays because like we can make the flight, you know, the flights were cheaper, but I had already taken off Tuesday to Tuesday. So now what do I do? So I, my office works from home on Fridays and so Part of this like deal that we worked out was that I was going to basically work from the hotel room on Friday, pop in like yeah. when I could in the convention hall. But she also had Andrew, so it wasn't like she was completely by herself. And like, right. you know, we're just making this work kind of like last minute. And this was part of the deal that we worked out that like this was going to work out. So I yeah. worked all day on Thursday left my office, went right to the airport, which is actually easier because I work in Manhattan. And so I just took the subway and then the air train to JFK, but like got on a plane and landed in Denver at like 1030 at night. (laughs) Yes. Now I have slept one hour at night the night before, flew in very early flight from Corpus to Dallas, Dallas to Denver. I get to Denver at like 930 in the morning. Miraculously, they check me into the hotel I take like an hour nap-ish, go set up all by myself. So I am thinking like I'm running on one hour of sleep plus a nap. Um, Allie's going to get here at like 11-ish, going to go retrieve her from the lobby, and we are going to go to bed. (laughs) And that is just... Hilarious. It's so funny. So I, so right, I've I've been on a flight. I didn't really sleep on the flight because the flight was like, you know, seven to ten or something. Like it wasn't really sleeping time per se. I kind right. of nap, but like not really. It wasn't the most comfortable flight either. Like you know, it just like whatever. I get off at the airport. I like get into an Uber. I get to this hotel. I know Cassidy's in the lobby waiting for me. I am like focused. I get out of an Uber and my name is being screamed. (laughs) And I'm like, what is going on? It just so happens that Brian and Jill, who do not know that I am coming because all this happened so fast, like nobody knows I'm coming except for Jenna and Cassidy. They just happen to be outside at the exact moment that I was getting out of an Uber. And so I literally have gotten to this convention and 30 seconds later, I am being like attacked by two of my favorite people in the world. And I can see Cassidy in the lobby. And it was like, I have never made a better decision in my life than being here. Like, it doesn't matter yes, what it, it was like, so much the amount fun. of sleep, the the PTO, the the cost, like all of that is worth it for like this exact moment. Yeah, it's immediately like affirmed like, oh, yes, this is where I'm supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. Because it just so happened that Brian and Jill were walking outside like, I don't know, a dozen steps ahead of me. But I didn't go outside because the sign <laughs> right. on the, ho- so on the, the door said that. So the reason Cassidy the- even came downstairs and wasn't just like, oh, here's the room number. Because like, you know, I'm an adult and I can like find my way to a hotel room. Yes, you can navigate <laughs> an elevator. Yeah, I think I can ha- Actually, I cannot handle an elevator. <laughs> I do a really dumb thing sometimes because I work in a New York City office. I'm so obnoxious, you guys. I'm so sorry. I work in a... That's okay. I've already said I'm an accountant like I work in an obnoxiously big... Actually, I'm currently in a different office, but whatever. We're moving spaces. But both of the office buildings that I have been in for the last two, almost two years... The there's so many floors that it's broken up into multiple elevator banks and you click your elevator, your floor first, and then it tells you which elevator to get into. 
And so I get into it from like the from outside. the outside. Yeah. yeah, like you don't have to hit like the up button and then you go inside and you push another button. You just hit like four twenty eight and then you get in the elevator because it'll say like you know you hit four twenty eight and then it says like B eight and then B eight opens and you get in that elevator, and then you. And it and then goes you hit up no to more the floor immediately. Yeah. Occasionally, if it's like yes. taking a really long time or like you're in a rush, maybe you hit the like close elevator button. But like, that's not normal. You know, that's like a, the elevator's not moving and you are impatient. Um, yes. So I every once in a while, if I'm in a hotel <laughs> or like going to my friend's apartment or something, every once in a while, I get into an elevator and forget to hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> and stand there right. for a couple seconds until I realize this is not an all the time thing, but it is because it's like I'm such in a habit of like I get into I hit one button, I get into an elevator and the elevator moves. Occasionally I do screw this up. So I should not say that I know how to navigate an elevator when that's really not true. But anyway, that is very um, there was there was a sign that. in the lobby that was claiming that the doors were going to lock after a certain time. And so Cassidy thought I wasn't going to be able to get into the hotel. Right. And so I was going down there to make sure that I could activate the automatic doors so that Allie could get in. Um, and turns out that was false yeah, information. The door that opened without a problem. <laughs> um, but Brian and Jill were in front of me, but they were just in front of me enough and I hadn't. It's Thursday night. Like you don't. Re- well, that's true because you were setting up for vendors. But like, <laughs> well, yeah. But I hadn't like. It wasn't like a thing where I was like, oh, like we're gonna hang out. Like it was literally. Right. Everybody else had dinner, and you did not go to dinner. <laughs> I did not go to right. no. I like not not. I well, I'm also not like negatively. Yeah, or whatever, I'm also gluten free. Like, yeah, exactly. But like. Brian, yeah. Jill, Matt, and Jenna. Matt and Jenna were on the same flight randomly. Like of all of them, <laughs> all so of funny. like our friends had dinner like earlier in the day and then like separated. <laughs> yeah. And so I wasn't I wasn't like thinking I'm on the lookout for my friends. I am like, I am going downstairs to retrieve get me. Allie. <laughs> and we are going back yeah, to the we- room. And and my thinking is still we are going back to the room and we are going to go to sleep because I again I am running on one hour of sleep plus and an hour. I've um, literally been at work all day. Like <laughs> Yeah. So so none of my thoughts were like I hadn't sought anybody out. I hadn't done you also any did of better this. set up all by yourself, so like it just takes longer. And that's the one where I accidentally ended up with a double booth. Right. And yes, so there was a little it, bit was, of a it was a whole thing. A whole yeah, a whole kerfuffle. <laughs> and so anyway, so I see two people in front of me. That I'm like, I could have been like, hey, you know, and they would have turned around and it would have been great. But I wasn't positive and I didn't have the brain space to figure it out. Plus, you couldn't go outside. And also, they walked outside. (laughs) And I didn't think I could go outside. But I see Allie getting to the hotel and I see the two people out the window that I can barely see out of like jumping up and down. And I was like, ah, yes, I am putting all of the pieces together. Because like her and I are texting like, okay, I'm on my way. You know, she comes down like she knows what time I'm supposed to get to the hotel. All of a sudden I am now not walking inside and I'm going like past the doors and screaming and hugging. (laughs) But like, and I put the pieces together like that is probably Brian and Jill. And I had kind of thought like, well, they just walked outside without a care to this sign <laughs> without a plan to get back inside but also like, but again Brian and Jill they'd 100% get locked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like also one hour of yeah. sleep plus a nap and like maybe Allie had the brain cell at that point I don't know <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know that either of us did I left I left I it in the so. hotel room it's fine so they come back in and it's again like more screaming like oh my gosh hi yes wonderful we do not go to sleep 
No, my God, no. <laughs> we, we, I don't think we went to sleep until like 2.30. Something like that. It was bad. And then I had to get up because I was, I was going down to the stairs to the booth. And I had to get up because I had to work. <laughs> but we got to spend a bunch of time like together and with our friends and just really cemented that it was a, a thing that we didn't want to stop yeah. doing. Um, like after Sunday night, like after Sunday, the convention had ended, but like we were eating dinner and like hanging out and stuff. Cassie looked at me and said, so are you doing this again? And I said, of course, or like obviously or what? Like, yeah, it was like, I think I literally said, you mean go to LeagueCon for less money and have a better time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Right. And that was me like, again, like it's still this moment of like, we're still technically right. new friends. We have been together literally, like, I don't even really count Orlando as, like, time we spent together outside of the concert. It was, like, two, two hours, hours yeah. maybe. And the yeah. very next time we were together in person, we were up for four hours in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, like, it was the fastest friendship ever. Yeah. And there was the kind of that moment of like, I mean, for me, it was also like, am I counting you in for vendor stuff? Like this, like, this is not your shop. Do you want to be roped into these things? The answer um, is apparently I will go and, to random places in the country. <laughs> and, and quite literally, like, that is what happened is when I was like, so I'm, I was accepted to Literary Inc. Uh, and Allie was like, I guess I'm booking a flight to Chattanooga. Like... And that was also a bit of a scheduling situation for me, but I made that work too. <laughs> so the end of Denver, we scheduled our flights together. We had not even like, yes. not literally together because we're obviously going to different parts of the country, but like, you know, we have not even spent time together and we're booking our flights and we both booked like really early in the morning flights so that we yes. did it together. For, yeah, for convenience and for cost. Yeah, there was a lot of reasons, like, but, like, it just worked out, and it was like, okay, well, at least we're doing this together. Yeah. So. And so we just didn't go to bed. And not only did we not go to bed, because we were originally like, oh, maybe we'll take a nap or whatever, but then we were, like, nervous about oversleeping, and we had to pack, and, like, what if we have to, like, wait longer for an Uber, and, like, all these, like, spiraling thoughts. Not only did we not go to bed, all of our friends stayed up with us. Yeah, because we had been talking all weekend, like, joking, like, oh, yeah, haha, we're not going to sleep on Sunday night. We're just going to get up and go to the, like, just stay up and then go to the airport. Um, and then it became, like, less and less of a, like, less of a joke and more of a, like, well, I don't want to have to, like, say bye to everybody quickly. Right, yeah. And then go attempt to sleep. The thing also so, is, like, so when, because, like, we you but like we are vendors yeah. and all of our friends are either vendors yeah. musicians or like jenna volunteers the whole weekend we don't get to spend time right. together during normal convention hours like we're not wandering yes, we're around the convention hall things. together we're not going to panels together so we don't we're not eating yeah, lunch we, together really yeah or eating lunch at all. Maybe. Or if we are, it's or like eating we're lunch in at the all. same place. Or like, you know, two of us will go on a Starbucks run for the other six. Like, you know, we, yeah. we do see each other and we do like check in with each other. And like, if anybody needs anything, of course. But we don't get to just like hang out. And we're all on that like, you know, we're selling things like, you know, almost like a performance type 
of like situation. Yeah, we're on yeah. all day. And so we don't even get to hang out with each other. And on Sundays, like on the Sunday, yes, the con ends a little bit earlier, but we all have to pack up. Like there's just like a lot more logistics. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, when are we going to see everyone? If we're trying to take a nap, how is that going to work? Right. So we... So we didn't, and so our friends, and, and also like everybody that we hang out with at the conventions is like night owls, like major night owls. Again, and like we just there's all this stuff to, to do. There's like either, you know, a jam or the Wizard Rock concert or just like hanging out and chatting in the, you know, the hotel lobby or whatever, um, or in somebody's hotel room or or at a restaurant or wherever we can. Um, and so Sunday it was just like. People kind of were gathering when they, you know, finished packing up or packing or got back from dinner or wherever. And it was just like, well, we're not going to bed. So if everybody else leaves, we'll go upstairs, but we're not going to bed. Nobody base your timetables off of us. And everyone was like, no, we'll stay up with you. Yeah. And And they they just did. did. And then we went, went upstairs to like, we ran upstairs, finished packing, packed, came back down, and they were still there. And so we got to like say all of our goodbyes again. And then Alan and I went to the airport, totally delusional. Maybe my favorite time um, ever. Just losing our was, minds in the Denver airport. Which, by the way, the Denver airport is such a strange experience. Why does none of the furniture match? None Someone of the furniture me. matches. They took my yogurt. <laughs> Um, yogurt is a liquid, apparently, as far as DSA is concerned, and over 3.4 ounces. Thank you very much. Um, I'm still bitter. <laughs> no, really? But <laughs> but it's also the biggest airport in the country, um, and it felt like another dimension. Was, first <laughs> like, of all, you have to, like, go upstairs to go downstairs. Like, there was – it's just it – was, it was a time. It was – it was very, and then like we kept walking, and it was like different sections had totally different furniture, <laughs> different aesthetics, and completely. It was so weird. It was like they chopped up the airport and gave a different yeah. person free reign over it. <laughs> I, I cannot. In some areas were like clearly nicer than others. I cannot explain it to you. And yeah, so we went home, and basically was like, how do we? How do we go from being in each other's pockets for three days to when is our next convention? And like, yeah. we thought it was going to be July, well, August. August. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah. Yeah. First, it was going to be well, hope, hopefully Broadway Con, but it is going to be, you know, there was like. It was either Broadway was the Con or Weekly Con, which would be like mid, you know, yeah. end of July, early August, which seemed like forever away at the time. Right. And then, surprise, Literary Inc., which Jill sent me as soon as they, like, reopened spots, which, again, a month before this convention, I was not That was going. wild. And I was like, all right. And so. I'm coming because, again, like, I, again. you know, Jill's going to be there. Jeff's going to be there. Steph's performing. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Cassidy is going to be there. Brian's performing. Brian's performing. performing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Hawthorne and Holly as well. Love them as well. Like, yeah. but, it, you know, them. like, Brian, Jill, Jeff, Steph, like, and then obviously Cassidy. Like, ha- how do I not go? Yeah. Yeah, because at that point it was like, it was like, I think, like, I, I feel like we were, that, like, 
that like like solidified the like Allie, I'm going to a convention. Okay. Okay. And that could not have come at like okay. a better time because it was like right in March, beginning, beginning of March, March. And yeah. like, you know, January and February are like dreary and cold in New York and like everything is terrible and Christmas is over and like, you know. Um and I had a little bit of like a scheduling thing to figure out, but I made it work. And I was in Chicago the weekend before and I made that work too. Apparently conventions can only happen oh when I also have other trips planned. But it was like I forgot all I about need, that. like the idea of being with Cassidy for a weekend was like solving all of my life problems. <laughs> yeah, same. It was and I just we we spent the entire literary ink weekend having to tell people like no, no, we yeah, met in like, July. This like, we is met the, at the end of the July. the third time we've been in the same place. We've ever been in the same place. And people place were like, no, it's all. like you've been friends for years. And we're like, <laughs> no, no, we haven't. So that's just like, I guess that's like the natural end. To this story, yeah. To the how did yeah, we get it here. Is. Because. And then it was like, that's how do just, we, you know, what, what else can we do with this like friendship? And how do we like keep making things when we're not together? Yeah. And obviously, and it a w- podcast. A podcast seemed like a great idea. Yeah, so that's that's how we got here. And um, it's weird to think that some of the best, like genuinely best times of my life happened because of like making a couple decisions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... It, it was not just like, oh, like I went to this school or whatever. It was like, no, no. like I read a book in elementary school. I read a book. And yeah. like for me, it really, really changed my life. I mean, obviously it changed my life in a lot of ways. But like I don't know that I've mentioned this at all. But like I am a social media manager. I work in social media. Why do I work in social media? Because I was on Tumblr in 2012 and 13 and i watched internet communities and like social media create connections like you know meeting my best friend of now 10 years on tumblr and like the things that the the power of the internet and the power of community and the power of fandom is literally why my normal irl job is what it is yeah and that's i mean there's just like there's something so magical about it. Wow. <laughs> so to end the podcast, we wanted to give you a fic recommendation and a Wizard Rock recommendation. Um, since this is our first episode, uh, these aren't necessarily fics that we are currently reading. They're just fics that we're obsessed with. Um Normally it will be like, what are you reading this week? And we will give you that information. Uh, This time you get some of our favorites. So Allie, do you want to start? Yes. Okay. So I want to talk about Art Heist Baby by unpronounceable amount of letters. I'll just spell it for you. O-T-R-T-B-S. But also like if you literally just search search Art Heist Baby, it will pop up instantly because it is a pretty well-known Jegulus fic. Weirdly enough, it is a AU and I don't read a ton of AU, but it is extremely angsty and there is... uh, Which is very on brand for you. Yeah, it's extremely on brand for me and there is major character death. So that's extremely on brand for me. 
Um, mostly I've been thinking about this pick a lot because Cassidy made me a sticker for it. So <laughs> shout out Whimsy and Zest for a nice uh, hang painting here on a pink post-it sticker. If you've read the fic, you'll get the reference. Uh, and I haven't read the fic, but uh, so I don't actually like it's not as emotional to me, but I am very obsessed with this pink post-it note sticker. Um, and every time somebody buys one, I want to be like, hi, guess what? I have a friend for you. Um, <laughs> the first time it was purchased, Kathy instantly messaged me. And I'm also a little bit upset about it because I have not received mine yet. And I know that I will get mine soon, but I have not been with Cassidy yet. And so I have not gotten mine and someone else is getting it first. And that seems unfair. <laughs> but also, was- if the person who bought it somehow hears this, I want to be friends with you. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like didn't want to be creepy and send a note that was like, hello, I very specifically want to be your friend. But, uh, you know... If you've bought the Art Heist Baby uh, pink post-it note sticker from Whimsy and Zest, message me. Just message me. It doesn't matter if you were the first person or not, but, like, come to LinkyCon. Mostly because you wouldn't know (laughs) if you were the first person. (laughs) Right, you wouldn't know, but I will know. (laughs) But But we want to know who's buying this sticker because I think for a little bit I had to convince Cassidy that someone else besides me would want this. And you guys have helped prove that I was correct. So thank you. (laughs) It's the funniest thing because I was like, do you have any ideas? And Allie was like, oh, I'll think about it. And then immediately was like, yeah, actually, hold on. Just me screaming, (laughs) hang painting here. (laughs) And she being like, what? (laughs) You'd be like, don't worry about it. It's important. It will make me cry (laughs) in the best way possible. Yeah, I'm so fond of it. Um, So, yeah. Art Heist Baby, I haven't read it. Uh, I don't normally read major character death uh, or anything sad if I can help it, which is a bit of a problem. It's a huge problem. Our recommendations to each other uh, do not match. The only other thing I want to say about Art Heist Baby is uh, if you read it, slash if you have read it, I already happened to own a snake ring with green eyes and I was reading it during and I was already wearing it during that part of the fic and oh man was I not prepared <laughs> and that haven't read it that means nothing to you but yeah but uh, if you have or if exciting, you do right? read it you can think about that moment for yourself and like have have my that, me pop up in your brain <laughs> is that considered a spoiler no right no I think that was super no vague. more than the hang painting here no yeah Again, these are really vague things that don't mean anything if you don't have the context for the thick, I think. I think it'll be fine. All right. What do you want to um, recommend, Cassidy? <laughs> I want to recommend Scent of the Moon by Quiet Lemon Hush. Uh, without giving any spoiler. I mean, this you find this out immediately. Uh, the whole point is that Sirius was bit by a werewolf who is not Remus. Um, it was done... <laughs> With the intent to uh, end him, um, and he survives. And uh, Allie's laughing at me really hard because before because we started recording, him. <laughs> <laughs> Look. with the intent to end him, <laughs> he wasn't supposed to survive. 
That is true. This book is exceptionally long. There's like 10,000 parts, and I feel like they're not all finished. They're not. So so they all, the only one that's not finished is um, the actual, like, full-length sequel, um, which the title is Sight of the Sun. Um, it's at 18 chapters on hiatus for a bit. The last time it was updated was December of 2022. Oh, great. I'm caught up. Um, not to, like... <laughs> date this or anything um but the rest of them are pretty short all of the other parts are pretty short um and very cute uh would recommend am recommending uh it is very good cassidy yelled at me about it a bunch because it was so good and then i was like let me read this thing and it is that good and i don't think it's nearly as sad as art as art heist baby so there you go. No, no, it is not. Um, it is. Uh, well, read the tags is all I'll say on that one. Um, Generally a good warning, unless you're me, in which case I don't read a single tag ever. <laughs> no, Allie does not read a single tag. Which it's has always become a, problem. a surprise. <laughs> Literally always. Sometimes I'm like exceptionally confused because I didn't read a tag and I have no context. Sometimes like there's trans characters that I don't know are trans and like something's just like not adding up. <laughs> These things happen to me all the time. <laughs> I read every single tag. Every single tag. Yeah, we we're 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 different. We approach things differently. <laughs> much, much differently. Okay. Um moving on to Wizard Rock recommendation of the week, which is a fun tongue twister here. We might uh, need to do something about that in the future if we want to get that <laughs> sentence out. <laughs> but if not, we'll all have a fun time together. Yeah, if if you're listening to this and there are lots more episodes, uh, it'll be interesting to see if I'm still stumbling over Wizard Rock recommendation of the week. I kind or, of hope so. <laughs> you know, we need some some little special moments in here like that. Okay. My Wizard Rock <laughs> Wreck of the Week <laughs> is so incredibly easy because it relates back to our origin story, which is yes. Charlie Weasley by Tonks and the Oars. And it's because during the LeakyCon Orlando Tonks and the Oars show, Cassidy and I had our like first official like, oh, we're going to be friends moment during that song. Yes. It was good. And it was it was really cool to hear it live. Um, as yeah, it always. was also the first, like, it was our first live Wizard Rock concert. I mean, people had gone before Steph, but, like, that whole night was the first live Wizard Rock concert that we were all in one room again post-pandemic. And it was just, like, so special and so magical. Yeah, the energy was really something. So it's, like, it's the song for sure, but also it's also the memory of the event. Yes. Um, Mine, my recommendation is uh, The Brawl at Flourish and Blots by Draco and the Malfoys. Um, partly because the the humans behind Draco and the Malfoys are very lovely, um, but also because I reference that song and that scene in the book in a fanfiction I am writing. Um, and so... Also, like, after it was played at um, Denver, Denver, 
I had it stuck in my head. Like yeah. I walked out of there was like and was like, this is the song that's going to be stuck in my head until I can put the CD in and listen to other songs. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the first song on the newest Drake on the Malfoys album. So it's like the first one you get to experience and it's just it's just great. Brian and Bradley are great. Wonderful. And the moment that I was reading the fic that Cassidy is writing and I saw that reference, I was like, oh, Brawl of Flares and Blots. Yep. I know why that's in there. <laughs> yep, totally. So that wraps up our recommendations. Um, you can find these and the links to the fics we recommended uh, in our show notes. They should be in the like podcast episode description. You can also find the show notes on our website at biscuitsandbroomsticks.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at biscuitsandbroomsticks. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, this week, since we talked about our both our Potter origin stories and our friendship origin stories, we would love to hear how you got into Potter or how you made your favorite internet friends. Uh, and if you talk about your internet friends, tag them, obviously, when you tell us about them. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.